couple of months, and uh, I think we ministered in about 10 churches uh, up and down New Zealand, and uh, it's always great to be back home, and uh, boy, there's expectation in the house, and Sam, if you think pork belly's a healthy food, then <laughs> man, you need help, boy, you need help, but, anyway. <laughs> but there you go, oh, help him, Jesus. Anyway, uh, all things in moderation, I, I, you know, it's all, it's all good, but no, it's really great to be here, and um, we're just sorry we missed Pastor Tark, but we're catching up with him in the weekend, and um, hey, listen, Tonight we want to talk to you about miracles, because, uh, and I hope you don't think we can produce them because we can't, um, but it's Jesus that does. And uh, so uh, Greta's going to just share, uh, she mentioned, I think we mentioned in passing just before we went to the UK how she'd had a miracle healing. So she's just going to share that story, and then I want to talk to you about how to step into your miracle. Okay, thank you. Just before I do, this afternoon I feel... Um, God gave me a word of knowledge for somebody here tonight. It's a business person. And just before I share it, to explain the why. You know, we've just had a weather warning this last weekend about um, snow falling on the desert road. And, and I was particularly aware of it because my son and daughter-in-law had to travel back up to Auckland. And they closed the road and they had to do a detour. And the, why did they do a warning? It was to, because there was a hazard ahead and they wanted to prevent harm. So a warning always has a good reason. And Father God sometimes warns us just because he so deeply loves and cares about us. And he wants to avoid hazard and harm on the road ahead. And what I feel this word is to this business person is get your books in order. Um, make sure that everything is exactly right and in order so that if you were to have an audit, you would, you would be able to look the person in the eye with absolute honesty and integrity. And um, because God doesn't want your business to slip off the road like a, ro a car might on, on, a, on a snowy road. So he's just wanting you to know ahead of time to avoid all of that because he loves you. All right? That was hard for me to bring, but I just feel I'm being obedient to God. You know, at the beginning of the year, the Lord gave me a prophetic word about mountains. And this is what I felt him say, that we are entering a time when we will speak to mountains of impossibility and they will go. Impossible sickness, disease, injury, impossible circumstances and situations, whether it's financial, relational, work, whatever it is. It is a time when miracle signs and wonders are to accompany God's word as the norm. And that, that Jesus will confirm his word with these. And I felt him say this, he will unleash great miracles for his glory through those who dare to believe. And mountains can move. Because I faced this mountain at the beginning of this year, and I discovered that there's one thing that moves a mountain, and that's faith. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I injured my right foot. Uh, I was in severe pain. It was so swollen, and I couldn't walk in it, and David had to take me to the A&E. To the the X-ray report showed um, a fracture of my midfoot and um, a segment of bone, 12 millimeters in size, that had totally moved out of place. Uh, so that was a, a really bad report that I was seeing. And from the doctor, I also heard a bad report. He was speaking about it being the worst kind of fracture you can get. Operation plates, screws, months of recovery, bad prognosis, not being able to perhaps run again. And plus, in addition, David and I were due to leave for our overseas trip to the UK very soon afterwards. They sent me home with a cast and crutches. So in the natural, I was seeing and hearing bad stuff. But you know, we are to see and hear with eyes of faith, not what judged by what our natural eyes see and hear. And, you know, I was so grateful for the many people here in this church and many people elsewhere that prayed for me. And it was 
The miracle that God did was a team effort. But I just briefly share with you my, my personal journey of, of, of faith. And immediately I knew I had to make some critical choices. Believe Jesus and believe the promises of his word. And this is just one example of, of many, many things that the Lord said to me during this journey. The very next day after I was in the A&E, I was just simply with Jesus in his presence. And this is what he said. You yourself will be a great miracle. You will have a perfect foot x-ray. Trust me, Greta. Do not be afraid. Be strong and very courageous. I am with you. And that thing of I am with you is, is, is part of the key as well. His presence. His presence is key. And... Here's an example of his word that he that Holy Spirit kept drawing me over and over back to. Mark 11, 22 to 24. And this is what he gave me grace. And I believe all the prayers gave me grace to stand on this word. This is Jesus speaking. Have faith in God, Jesus said to the people listening. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go, and believes in his heart but, and doesn't doubt... It, and believes that it will happen, it will be done for him. And what, so whatever you ask for in faith, believe you have received it, and it will be yours. And God made that very, very real to me, those scriptures. And, you know, Jesus told a story in, in Luke 11, and the whole point of the story was that we ask boldly and we ask specifically. And so the very next week, I, I went straight back to, the, to the, the, um, the professor, the orthopedic professor, and I asked him if he could do a repeat x-ray. And he did one better. He ordered a CT scan. And so then that was when I needed to put God's promises in, into action. And so I, beforehand, I was saying, Lord, I ask that Holy Spirit would put the bone fragment back in place and there'd be no fracture. That was my specific asking. I believe what I ask for in prayer. I receive it now. I say, it was this foot. I say to this mountain of foot injury, go. I see with my eyes of faith a perfect scan. I decree a perfect scan. I decree I will walk and jump and praise God like that crippled beggar who was miraculously healed by faith in Jesus' name. So, I had to be bold. And they did, they did the CT scan a few hours later, went to pick up the report. And this is what the report said. No sign of the bone fragment, no fracture. Okay? So, in one week, an impossible mountain had been moved by God's power. And we have a God who specializes in the impossible. And God promises that all things are possible for those who believe. And this thing of when we bring our seed of faith, even if it's a little seed the size of a mustard seed, a little, our, bring our seed of faith into his presence, that is when the impossible gets transformed and gives birth to the possible. So those are the keys. But you know, I obviously then had to go back as soon as they were open the next morning, because this was late at night when I picked up the report, to get the cast removed off my leg. And I had to literally then step into my, my miracle, because I'd, I hadn't walked for a whole week, so this was crunch time. So I was a little bit nervous. So there I was, um, I was, I was there already, I, I was on my own, and I said, Jesus, my eyes are on you, I'm now going to step into my miracle, and I took my first step, and I kept walking right across the room, and I could, I could say, Lord, I can walk, I praise you, and I was, and I was able to jump, and I was praising God for, for his goodness. Amen. And you know what? The Lord 
has done for Greta, he will do for you. Amen. You know, I think um, uh, all through this week, you know, we had people praying and Greta was standing in faith. And whenever I'd go to prayer, I'd be strong in faith. Oh, God, I see that mountain moving. I just bless you. When I'd come out of prayer, I'd be thinking like, man, how are we going to get on the plane in crutches and stuff like that? It's like, you know, and I'd go back to prayer and I'd be strong in faith, come out of prayer. I'd be thinking the worst. And I think, oh, my goodness, what is going on here, Lord? I need to be in a place of faith. This is crazy. And it's like the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, you, you are experiencing one of the strongholds in the Western church. It's called doubt. It is a stronghold in the Western church because of our rationalistic upbringing. Um, a lot of us don't have a problem with unbelief. We believe Jesus heals. That's no problem. But when it comes to the crunch, will he actually do it for me now? You know, and it's, so the doubt gets in. And, uh, you know, the Lord enabled me to overcome the doubt, and I rejoiced when the miracle came. But it taught me that we really, doubt is much more serious than we think. And so we have to trample it under our feet. So let's talk a little for a few minutes about stepping into miracle. We, we do want to pray for the sick um, afterwards and, um, and also release God's power for other miracles um, look, everybody loves a miracle, is that right? We, we all love a miracle. We love miracle stories. We, we just love to hear that. Um, but have you ever felt like um, it's a little bit like winning the, the lottery? It's like it happens to someone else out there, and it doesn't seem to happen to you. Um, and it, 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 we always hear it's about stories over there and, and, and not here. Um, it's often because we don't understand the the, um, the process by which a miracle comes to us. And I just want to look at an incident in the history of Israel where they were about to enter the promised land. And they had wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, and now it was a new generation, and Joshua was the leader, Moses had passed away, and God said, come on, just take your, the nation of Israel into the promised land. And they were camping on the east side of the Jordan, and they had to cross the Jordan to get into the promised land. And if you've got your Bibles, you might like to turn to Joshua chapter 3, and, or if you can open up your phone app to uh, Joshua 3 verse 1, and set it to New Living Translation, because that's what I'm reading from, and uh, we can just look at a few verses together. Just going to start with verse 3. This is Joshua's um, commands and instructions to the Israelites. He says, when you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. So the Ark of the Covenant was that golden box, and the Levitical priests would carry it on their shoulder, and uh, the tribes would follow behind. And so, uh, you know, what we need for ha to have a miracle, we need the presence of God. You know, that he said, look, when you see the priests carrying the Ark, step out, follow. And, you know, when the presence of God is in a place, and as we felt tonight, the presence of God, so many times we don't understand how to convert the presence to power. And, and God releases an amazing sense of presence, which we enjoy. But if we would mix that presence with faith and reach out in faith, often out of the presence, power will flow. And so they, do, they were not told to just step through the Jordan themselves. They say, you follow the priests who carry the ark. Follow and pursue. Pursue the presence of God. Verse 4, since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. And it says you've never traveled this way before. How many know that the pathway to a miracle is probably one you've never gone down before? It's like a new situation. It's like you have a, a problem. You don't know the answer to it. Uh, you, are, you know, you can try and solve it in the natural and, and figure out, or maybe you can try and do something you did in the past, but God is always doing a new thing. And as we're going to see in a few minutes, how they crossed the Jordan was a totally new thing. They had to keep a clear distance between them and the ark. In other words, there was a reverence for the presence of God. You know, whenever we get used to the presence of God and take it for granted, we're on the slippery slope down of powerlessness. We need to always celebrate the presence of God, always be grateful for what God does, whether it be little or whether it be great. 
The path to a miracle is often one we've never walked before. We have to leave our comfort zone. We have to take a risk. We have to step out. Down in verse 8, Joshua says, give this command. I think it's the Lord speaking, actually. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Now, if you, we're not going to read it, but if you check verse 15, you will find that it says that the Jordan was in flood at that time. So it had overflowed its banks. So it wasn't just some little river that you could ford. It was a huge expanse in flood, deep, swiftly flowing. And here, imagine if you were one of the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and you've been told, just take a few steps into the flooded, swollen river, running swiftly. Like, you know, health and safety would have a nightmare, wouldn't they? What are you doing stepping into a flooded river? Don't you know you could be swept away? And yet God in heaven says, just take a few steps into into this flooded river, guys, I think the priests would be saying, Joshua, are you sure you've heard from God right? Are you sure? You know, the last time Moses did this, he just stretched out his rod and the waters of the Red Sea parted. Can't you just get Moses' rod and stretch it out? But you see, God doesn't do a miracle the same way twice. He's unique. He's creative. And so this was going to be a different miracle. And these priests were required to take a step of faith and step in to the river. A miracle always starts with a few steps of faith. Without faith, it doesn't happen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Jesus said, you know, uh, uh, so many times to people, he says, your faith has made you whole. Uh, He talked about the centurion who had great faith. Lord, you don't even need to come into my house and pray for my servant. You just speak the word. My servant will be healed. And he said, man, I haven't even seen faith this great in all of Israel. And this is a Roman. You know, God really loves faith. Why? Because it's a statement of trust in him. It's It's not a thing. It's not a force like gravity. You know, it, it's, not a, it's not some just principle of the universe. It actually, faith is trusting in the character and goodness of God. Faith is saying, I believe your word, and I'm going to step into this miracle. Miracles always happen through faith. You know, this was a formidable barrier. Uh, the Jewish historian Josephus says this about this incident. He says, the river ran with a strong current and could not be passed over with bridges, for there never had been bridges built over it before. And Joshua suspected that if he should attempt to make a bridge, that their enemies would not afford him time to finish it. And for ferry boats, they had none. So Josephus is saying, there were no bridges, there were no ferry boats, There was no natural way to cross this river, and some of you tonight are facing situations. It might be a health issue, a financial issue, a relationship issue, some other issue, and there appears to be no natural solution. I want to tell you, you're in a good place, because if there's no natural solution, you then are a candidate for a miracle if you have faith and trust in the Lord God. And I don't know the time frame, it could be soon, it could be later, but you're a candidate. When when you get into the zone of the impossible, you are a candidate for a miracle. It's a good place to be. It's a scary place to be. I'm sure when those priests dipped in, the front priests, imagine the front priests especially. You know, there's four of these guys. The other two at the back are thinking, phew, thank goodness we're at the back. And the front guys, they have to go a little bit further to allow the back guys in. And so they're in this flooded river. They can feel the swift current. They're saying, don't you know we're carrying the Ark of the Covenant? We don't want to drop this thing the last time, you know. Uh, Well, later on in history, somebody touched it and got killed. They're thinking, we don't want to drop this thing. But see, they were about to enter the promised land. And the promised land is a symbol for God's provision, God's blessing, God's supply, God's victory. And I don't know what your promised land looks like, but maybe it's a long-desired relationship. Maybe it's a financial breakthrough. Perhaps it's a miracle of healing. By the way, I feel like God wants to heal eyesight problems tonight. And uh, maybe it's the salvation of loved ones. Perhaps it's a dream for a business or a ministry. 
Maybe it's something you need to sell. You need a miracle. Something that's not selling needs to sell. Maybe it's something you need to buy. You need a miracle of provision. Can I just say that between you and your miracle, there will probably be a flooded Jordan River that you're going to have to deal with. A river of impossibility that flows really wide, really deep, and really swift. We face that with Greta's foot. But you see, we need to understand the process of the miracle. Like I said, 40 years before, Moses just stretched out his rod. The waters of the Red Sea parted, and they walked through on dry land. This was a new generation. This was 40 years later. God was going to do it different in a different generation. And he, he had given instructions, and this is what it, we pick up the story in verse 13. The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, and as soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. It was the harvest season, verse 15, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Now, my beautiful research assistant discovered a few things about this, and she discovered that the town of Adam was 30 kilometers upstream from where the priest stepped into the river, 30 kilometers. And God said, what I'm going to do is that the waters are going to start backing up up there. So 30 kilometers upstream, suddenly, if you were in the town of Adam, you'd be thinking, what's going on to the River Jordan? Suddenly, the water stops, and it's like a wall builds up, and it backs up. And it floods back that way. And all the water from that point on, it just keeps flowing down and until, you know, there's no more coming in. So the river just gradually dries. But, but you see, it's got to flow. Once it's cut off, it's got to flow the 30 kilometers down to where the priests are. Now, my beautiful research assistant worked out, uh, did research and discovered that the normal flow rate of the Jordan River is 18 meters per second which is about 65 kilometers an hour. It's what Sam does when he breaks the speed limit. And, um, nah, just kidding. You're a good boy, Sam, I know. <laughs> now, remember, it was flooded, so it would be a lot faster than 65 kilometers an hour. Let's suppose it was around 80 kilometers an hour, the flow rate of the water. Well, if you do some basic physics calculations, uh, you've got 30... Uh, 30 kilometers to travel, you're, you're traveling at a rate of 80 kilometers per hour, that's going to take you over 20 minutes. So as these priests are stepping into the flooded Jordan River and standing on its edge and the water's flowing swiftly, 30 kilometers upstream, out of sight. They don't even know what's happening. They can't even see it. A miracle is happening upstream. They don't know about it, and it's taking at least 20 minutes to get to them, and they're in that water 20 minutes. And you know, it's okay for two minutes. We think, oh, where's this miracle coming? Come on, come on. Five minutes goes by. Whoa, what's happening? Nothing's happening. Ten minutes goes by. Joshua's got it wrong. He hasn't heard from God. Fifteen minutes goes by. Wow, there's still water flowing, flowing, flowing. It's a flooded river. And they're thinking, maybe God doesn't want to do this miracle. Something's not right here. And they continue to stand there. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 and a half. I worked out that's exactly the amount. Anyway, around that figure. And, and suddenly the miracle comes. Whoa, look at that. We can see the riverbed. And the water just flowed by them and there was no more to follow it. And the whole of Israel crossed over on dry ground. Have we been having the slides up? Great. Can we have the one of the dry riverbank? There it is. Something like that. I don't know. And um, again, you see, the thing about that is the moment they stepped into the river, the miracle happened. But they couldn't see it because it happened upstream. 
And that's what often happens in our lives when you want a miracle, because everyone thinks a miracle's instant, and miracles often can be instant, but also miracles can take time to come. And you can step into your river, and there is a repercussion in the spiritual world. There is something that heaven says, wow, there's one of my kids stepping into the flooded river of the barrier of their impossibility. They're stepping in, and they're trusting my word, and God releases something in the spirit realm, but it might take minutes, days, weeks, months, sometimes even years to flow towards you but you've got to stay in that place of faith with the presence of God on your shoulders because the miracle will come you see they stood in the flooded river with the ark when you're standing in the presence of God you can stay in that impossibility and keep enjoying the presence and power of the Lord on your life and he just keeps encouraging your faith until that miracle manifests I mean our our miracle took a week to flow toward us but it came Daniel 10 verses 2 and 12 says Uh, You know, Daniel was praying for three weeks. It says, when this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning. That means fasting and prayer for three whole weeks. Then he, the angel, said, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God. Your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come to answer your prayer. From the, since the first day you began to pray, but it took three weeks for the answer to come because there was some spiritual warfare going on in the heavens. If you read the chapter, and the angel with the answer couldn't quite get through. There was a big battle, but he finally broke through. See, when you take a step of faith, and you pray immediately in heaven, something is released. It just may take some time to get to you. A miracle is occurring upstream. It just may take some time to flow down to you. Uh, We had an incident in the United Kingdom this year. You know, when we go to the UK, it's all by faith. We have to believe God for air tickets. And and you guys blessed us with uh, with some offerings last year that really helped towards that. Paying a rental car, living costs, uh, salary has to be paid, and ministry expenses. And so I'm often over there in the UK quoting Philippians 4.19. My God will supply every need of mine according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And I was busy quoting this one day. We were about to go down to Plymouth and and run a school of the supernatural in that beautiful city. And uh, I was saying, Father, thank you that you're you're a God that supplies our every need according to your riches. Uh, in glory in Christ Jesus. And then I had this sudden thought. I said, Lord, you know, that doesn't just drop out of the sky. Money just doesn't come out. It comes through people. And Lord, thank you for the people that you're going to use. But Lord, and then I had this thought. Hey, wouldn't it be great? Instead of me thinking about my need being met, wouldn't it be better if I started thinking, Lord, how could I meet someone else's need? And so I began to pray, Lord, could you use Greta and me to meet somebody else? May we be the answer to Philippians 4.19 in someone else's life. May, we, may you use us to bless them. And so I didn't think about it. We, we went down to Plymouth, did the school of the supernatural. And then Saturday night, we're having dinner at a restaurant. And, uh, you know, there's a, a, a nice waitress serving us. And, and uh, we have this meal, and it cost 18 pounds, which is about $35. And, and when the bill came, I noticed there's a little thing for a tip. And you don't have to tip in the UK uh, because they don't expect it, but some restaurants have it. And I just felt this nudge, tip her. And I thought, okay, Lord, how much? Because normally you'd tip 10 or 15% of the bill, which would be a couple of pounds. And I felt like the Lord say 20 pounds, more, more than the meal's worth. And I said to Greta, I feel like we need to tip her 20 pounds. And, uh, okay, let's do it. And I'm thinking like what I prayed a couple of days ago. And so the waitress comes and I fill in the thing and, and, and she comes back. I said, we would like to give you a tip of 20 pounds. Because she'd been mentioning to us how she'd like to visit New Zealand. I said, perhaps it could be the seed of your fun to visit New Zealand one day. And, you know, she got a little teary and said, thank you so much. And and we just thought, we, you know, and we just left full of joy and thrilled that we could bless somebody. It's like, whoa, you know, a busy restaurant, and, you know, 20 pounds is not a lot of money, $40, but it blessed her. You know, the next day, 
in, in uh, the church, we were ministering Sunday morning. At the end of the service, a lady comes up. She hands me a piece of paper. She said, this is for you. I think you have a need. I open it. It's a check for a 1,000 pounds. It's like, wow. I didn't know. I was just being obedient to the Lord, but on Saturday night, we just stepped into a river and said, okay, of obedience, Lord, we're going to meet somebody's need because we've got a need. We're just going to, I wasn't even thinking about sowing to my need. I honestly wasn't thinking. I just wanted to bless her, and we just stepped into it, and we didn't know. The moment we did that, upstream, God released a miracle that took the neck by the next morning. It flowed and got into our hands. You know, when you soak in God's presence, you get his mind, and then you just need to step into your miracle. And despite how formidable that barrier looks, stay your ground until the miracle flows downstream to you. Don't look for a man-made bridge. Don't look for a ferry boat. Look for God to dry up the river. He's really good at that. Amen? Why don't we pray for a moment? Father, we thank you that you're the God of miracles. And I know there are people in this building tonight that need a miracle and it's on the other side of a flooded river of impossibility. Maybe their promised land is a son and daughter coming back to Jesus, but there's a flooded river of drugs and alcohol and rebellion in their way. Maybe, Lord, their promised land is a financial breakthrough, but there's a flooded river of bills that are in the red or money, uh, money in the bank that's in overdraft. And Father, there are barriers between us and our miracle tonight, but we thank you that no barrier is too great for you. And Lord, I'm praying in these next few minutes before this meeting is over that Holy Spirit, you will come. And Father, I, I feel your compassion, your love for your people tonight. And Lord, we thank you that you are the God of the miraculous and there are people that need a miracle here tonight and we are praying that something will take place this evening that will release a miracle, that Lord, some people will receive their miracle in this service and others will receive uh, or the release of a miracle in the spiritual realm that is going to come to them in the days to come. Father, will you do something tonight in these next minutes in the name of Jesus? Now, in a few minutes, we're going to pray for the sick, and then a few minutes after that, we're going to pray for a general release of miracles of uh, whatever else, uh, you know, you need. But I just want to talk to you about one miracle that's really important right now, and that's the miracle of stepping in to relationship with God. The Bible says, as many that received Jesus who believed in his name, he gave them power to become children of God. And you know, one of the things, one of the great barriers that separates us from the God of miracles is the flooded river of our sin. And sin is an impassable barrier. You can't pass that barrier. You can't get through to God with sin on your life that has never been forgiven. That's why Jesus had to come and die on a cross. And he took the punishment for your sins so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And God wants tonight, there's some people in this room, He wants you to be able to step through that barrier of sin by trusting in Jesus. And what I'd love to do in a minute is pray a simple prayer that would allow you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Because if you would receive Him, if you would believe in Him and say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to take control. I'm sorry for the things I've done. I want to turn from those things and turn to you. The moment you do that and mean that with sincerity, a miracle takes place. A miracle of salvation where God accepts you as one of His children and you come into the kingdom of God. I'd love to pray a simple prayer. And what I'm We're just going to do it a little differently tonight. I just feel to do it this way. I'm going to pray a simple prayer out loud. And I'd invite you, if you need to give your life to Jesus or come back to Him, just to follow me in this prayer. Now, I'm going to pray it out loud. I'd invite you to pray it silently. Because I want you to have a moment of intimacy with God. 
And I want you to pray it silently in your heart. But you know, God knows your every secret, silent thought. He'll hear that silent prayer. And if you mean that with all your heart, God's going to answer it. Now, I, I don't want you praying it if you're a believer and you're a Christian and you've kind of done something wrong and you just need to ask God's forgiveness. Look, go straight to Him. He'll ask your forgiveness. But I'm saying if you've never given your life to Jesus or you once did, but you've walked right away from God and you need to come back home to Him tonight, then I'm inviting you to pray this simple prayer right now. Here we go. Let's close our eyes. I'll pray it out loud. You pray it silently. Mean it with all your heart. Here, follow me now. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me all my sins. I believe you died on a cross to take the punishment for my sin on yourself. Thank you, Jesus, so that I could be set free. I believe you died and rose again from the dead. And I give you my life tonight. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. I open the door of my heart and ask you to come and live inside of me. And from this day on, I will walk with you. Give me power to live for you. Lord Jesus, I now receive you. I now come back to you this night in Jesus' name. Now, while we're still praying throughout the room, if you prayed that silent prayer before God, it would be a great thing for you to acknowledge that before God. Jesus said, if you confess me before, my, uh, before people, I'll confess you before my Father. I'm just going to ask you to do something very simple, to acknowledge before God, just a physical act, to acknowledge that you prayed that prayer simply by raising your hand. Can you do that quickly right now? If you prayed that prayer, God bless you. Uh, God bless you over here. Are there others? Just raise your hands. Raise your hands. God bless you down here, love. Any others? Just raise you. Just acknowledge that. Over there, yes. Over there, God bless you. Are there others? Just quickly raise your hand. You prayed that simple prayer, connecting yourself to the Lord. Just raise your hand. Who's going to join these other five or so people that just have lifted their hands right now? You prayed that prayer, giving your life to Jesus, coming back to Him. It's great that you acknowledge that before God. Just quickly, as I scan the room one last time, if that was you, say, yeah, David, I prayed that prayer. Shoot your hand up right now. That's me. You prayed it. Lift it up high, and I don't want to miss anybody. Yeah, God bless you over there. I saw your hand, son. Thank you. Amen. Can we all stand, please? Hey, I'd love to pray for the people that raised their hands, uh, but I have a problem, and my problem is that you're scattered all over the room, and I can't get to you, um, but you can easily get to me. So what I'm going to ask you to do, if you raised your hand, could you in a moment just come and make your way down the front and meet me down the front? Now you say, wow, that's a big thing you're asking me to do in front of this crowd. Well, listen, you're among friends. People will be thrilled that you're doing that. And Jesus said, if you confess me before people, I'll confess you before my Father. And this is a place of joy and blessing. People are going to be thrilled that you're doing that. So why don't you come quickly right now? You raised your hand. Just quickly come and stand down the front. Just quickly begin to leave your seat. Just come. Come right now, the children, the older ones, just quickly come. If that was you, come and meet me down the front. Some people coming right now. God bless you, love. That's awesome. God bless you. This is going to take courage, but just over this side. I know there were some people that raised their hands over that side. Just quickly come. That's right. Come right over here. That's it. God bless you, young man. That's awesome. Where are the others? I know there were two or three others over there. Just come. And God bless you, son. That's awesome. Well done. Well done. Are there any others that are coming? All right, I know there were more. Well, you just tell somebody tonight that that's what you did before you go. Could you just gather in a little? And church, can you stretch out your hand? And can you just look at me? What you did tonight, God heard. Doesn't matter how you feel, a legal transaction has taken place. If you meant that and you were desperate, then God has legally declared your sins forgiven. And the Bible says if anyone's in Christ, they are new people. They, you're going to be a new woman, new people. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We're going to pray right now that God will bless you 
in this walk that you're commencing. Some of you might be coming back. Some of you might be a first time. Father, would you bless these three precious people and the others, Lord, that raised their hands. You just bless them in their seats tonight. But Lord, would you bless each one of these precious lives in the name of Jesus. I pray that what they've done will become so real. Son, be blessed in the name of Jesus. May the Lord fill you to overflowing with his Holy Spirit. Bless this dear young woman, Lord. I pray that, God, you see these tears. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will bring love, the Father's love to her, the comfort of God, the grace of God. I pray she'll be, Lord, know an overflow, an avalanche of the love of God all over her life. The Lord just washes you clean. I just see a waterfall and it's cascading over you. It's a waterfall of God's love, of His cleansing power, and of His new life. May that be released to you. And may you bless this young man, Father, I pray. Just grace him, Lord Jesus. Fill him with all your love and all your mercy in your precious name. Amen. Pastor Helen, are they going to go with you? Uh, If you just turn this way, this is Pastor Helen. She's just going to take you out for a few minutes and give you something. Give them a hand, church. That's awesome. Honey, can you come and join me? Can you come and join me? Um, okay. We wanted, what we want to do is just in these next couple of minutes, pray for those that need a miracle of healing. And maybe if you don't need healing, just take your seat. But if you do need healing, just remain standing right now. If you need a healing miracle, you need a healing touch, in your life, just remain standing while the others are seating, sitting down. And uh, those that are sitting down, would you just be in prayer in these next few minutes uh, that people around you will begin to receive from God tonight? We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to touch you. Uh, we may or may not get people to come and pray with you. We'll just see. But you don't need anyone particularly. God will touch you. Uh, Greta had to have a seed of faith to step into her miracle. And tonight I'm just asking you, don't stand there in doubt. You know, doubts will come from the enemy. Uh, That's not a sin. Just don't let them stay. Just if doubts come into your mind, say in the name of Jesus, I take authority. I reject doubt. I am going to be standing here in a place of faith. Be like the Levitical priests. You stepped into the Jordan River and you're going to step into a miracle of grace tonight. And, you know, let's believe the Lord for you to be touched. I am believing for healings all over this building tonight. Why don't you put your hand on the part of your body that needs a healing touch? Uh, If you can touch that part easily, otherwise just put your hand on your heart. Or if it's all over your body, just put your hand on your heart. And we're going to ask the Lord to release His healing power to you. Father of heaven, we thank you that you say that healing is the children's bread. It's one of our staple diets. And Jesus, thank you that when you died on the cross, you purchased healing for us. And I pray that in these next few minutes, by the power of your Holy Spirit, all through this room, you will begin to release healing anointing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ right now, I take authority over infirmity, over sickness, over affliction in the name of Jesus. Let it lift from your life. I release the healing power of Jesus all through this room. Be healed right now. Pain and infirmity go in the name of Jesus. Every condition, every chronic illness be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Eyesight problems in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've got loss of eyesight, Loss of seeing, uh, you know, decreased seeing. Uh, Maybe there's somebody here, you have very low percentage sight. In the name of Jesus, blindness go now in Jesus' name. I command healing to those eyes in the name of Jesus. There's somebody here who has a degenerative spine. um, That's The doctor's diagnosis is causing you a lot of pain. It's hindering you being able to work properly. Receive a miracle of healing now. Receive a fully restored spine. I speak a word. Be healed in Jesus' name. I speak to every mountain 
every impossible sickness here, if you have got cancer, if you have an impossible sickness, I speak to that mountain, in Jesus' name go. Receive your miracle of healing now. Receive it in Jesus' name. Just as we call out conditions, you just start moving some part of your body. As you often move, uh, then healing comes. If somebody's right knee, you've injured it recently, it's in pain. The Lord Jesus is healing that. Just quickly put your hand there. You're feeling, you're feeling something in the knee. You're feeling something stirring. The Lord is healing that. Other back conditions, quickly be healed. Just begin to move your back right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody's left arm, you've been hurting. It's like it's been throbbing from your shoulder to your wrist and it's like throbbing pain in the name of Jesus the Lord heal that right now uh, shoulder problems in Jesus name just quickly move your shoulder raise an arm as you do the Lord heal you and set you free hearing conditions in the name of Jesus deafness go ears be opened right now in the name of Jesus and somebody has got an ear ache you, 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 a lot of pain in your ear. Jesus, heal you now. Receive healing in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, just keep moving right now. You know, you just attract that healing touch to you in faith. Say, Lord, I'm thanking you for healing. I'm thanking you in faith for my miracle. I'm standing here believing in Jesus' name. There are a number of chronic conditions in the room like diabetes and high blood pressure. Somebody you've just uh, recently, your doctor's told you that you have very high cholesterol and uh, you know there may be some things that you need to do to change your lifestyle, but I also believe the Lord just wants to release a miracle to you. Just be healed of that right now. I command that body to come into divine order. Uh, I tell you, stress has been a big cause of this. And in the name of Jesus, may the peace of God touch your life right now. Take away that stress, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just check yourself out over the room. See if you can move something you couldn't move before. See if pain is diminished. See if there's some change. I know not all the conditions are measurable, but I know a number of them are right now. Just check yourself out. Move something. And uh, let's see if God is what God has done. If there is some change in your body, there's some improvement. You've got more mobility, less pain. Just raise your hand quickly. Just raise your hand quickly through the room. If there's some change, just there's down the back there. There's one person. There's another person here. Okay, uh, anyone else? Just lift your hand up and hold it up high. Anyone else over here? Okay, two people. That's not good enough. Come on, we're going to pray again. Come on, let's combine our faith in the name of God's just getting started. So let's go for it. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Move something right now. Receive your healing. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Let that leg, let that fracture be healed in Jesus' name. Let those bones be healed in the name of Jesus. Let that osteoarthritis be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just check your sight. Check your hearing. I know it's hard to do it. Check mobility in the name of Jesus. Check the pain level. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Receive healing. Receive it. Receive it receive it. Uh, somebody, you're being healed in your lungs. I don't know whether it's asthma, but there's difficulty in breathing. Just take a deep breath. God healing you, healing you right now in Jesus' name. How many others can say there's change now in your body? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand up. There's a whole lot more. Look at that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Come on, we're going to pray one more time. You see, it's building. In the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Be Receive His healing touch. Receive His healing touch in Jesus' name. Give, begin to move something right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Take away all the pain. Take away all the pain in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just raise your hand if you, if you haven't raised it before, but you're now noticing that there's been healing, something's happened. Quickly raise your hand. There's a young girl down there. Anyone else? You didn't raise your hand last time, but say, yes, over there. God bless you. The Lord, and anyone else? Just quickly raise your hand. Yes, a couple more over there and one over there. God's doing it. Just keep in faith. Amen. Keep in faith. Why don't you take your seats? Let's give the Lord a hand. I don't know what's happened. Uh, we don't have time. We don't have time to um, 
But look, I tell you, I was talking to someone at Promise Keepers yesterday. It's a guy that sort of breaks bricks and does a lot of that strongman stuff. He said, you know, um, about three years ago, uh, I, I just re- he, he wrecked all the muscles in his abdomen and he couldn't sit up without pain. And, you know, he was in real agony. And I think we were just in a... He said, you came to our church and you were just releasing healing. And the guy next to me got all this heat in his hand and he just put it on my abdomen. I was completely healed. Never had a problem ever since. And so I didn't know that. I, you know, that was three years ago. I just found it out to yesterday. All I'm saying is some of you are going to discover you're healed and you don't know it yet because, you know, it might be a condition that's not measurable. And uh, when you do, tell somebody. Email the office. Is there an email uh, address? Just the info, Is it the info? Info at, at Church Unlimited. Just email in uh, that you've been healed and share that because in the sharing of the testimony, lots of people are edified. How many felt the power of God go through them? Yeah, you may, not have, you may not be able to measure healing, but there's a lot of hands going up. You felt the power of God. Okay, here we go. General category, any miracle. If you need a miracle of any sort, stand to your feet. Since somebody is needing a miracle for a resident visa, and God's going to open the way for you. Good. Amen. But if you're from South Africa, you're not allowed to cheer for the Springboks. Because your visa may be revoked. No, just kidding. Somebody was cheering for the Springboks today. They deserve the win. What I was feeling in prayer, um, I said, Holy Spirit, how do we, how should we do this at the end? What should we do? I mean, just pray a big prayer. And I felt like the Lord said, wow. Tell the people, you know, when conception takes place, two seeds come together, an egg and a sperm. It takes two seeds for a conception. And I felt like the Lord say, he's going to conceive a whole lot of miracles tonight, but he needs two seeds. His seed is his seed of love and compassion for you. It's his seed of love. And I just felt like this is not about power tonight. This is about a loving God wanting to meet our need. This is about our Father caring for us. He is not reluctant to release these miracles. Timing issues might be at stake, but we'll leave the timing to Him. But I felt like the Lord say, if, if we will com- take our seed of faith and combine it with God's seed of love and care, there will be the conception of a miracle tonight. And as Greta and I pray in a moment, that's what we'll be praying, that there would be a release of miracles being conceived tonight. And you know, conception, uh, you know, in God's creation, some animals like rabbits, they give birth really quickly. Some take a lot longer. Uh, You know, so the miracles could all be different tonight. Some are going to come real quick. Some are going to take longer. But you you step into your miracle tonight. Some miracle is going to be conceived upstream, and it's going to flow to you. Be it unto you according to your faith. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Lift up that miracle that you need. What does that promised land look like to you tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that it is your great compassion, it is your great love that you love to manifest to your people. And right now, Father, would you pour out your seeds of love upon your people. Lord, as their hands are lifted up, as they are lifting their hands up in faith for these miracles, Lord, we release your Spirit to bring supernatural conception of miracles. We we declare miracles birthed out of your amazing love, birthed in the place of your presence in every life here in Jesus' name. You know, the angel said to Mary, the power of the Most High will overshadow you and you will conceive by the Holy Spirit. 
And I feel like the power of the Most High is overshadowing us right now. And there'll be conception by the power of the Spirit. Father, we release our seeds of faith. We say we believe you, Lord God. If these miracles, these things that we feel in our heart are in your will. And Lord God, we stand here tonight not wanting anything outside of your will, but wanting only that which is you. That which your word says is our portion. Healings and and relationship healings and and, uh, miracles miracles of of connection and miracles of provision and Lord you know all the miracles needed in this room right now in the name of Jesus Christ we combine our seed of faith with your seed of love in Jesus name let there be conception now in the name of Jesus let the miracle be birthed in the name of Jesus let it be conceived in the name of Jesus let heaven release it now In the name of Jesus, we call those miracles into being. In Jesus' name, we release angels of the miraculous right now from heaven. Father, release angels of breakthrough, angels of the miraculous in these days and weeks that lie ahead. Miracles, let them flow to us. In the name of Jesus, come on, give give the Lord a shout tonight. Thank Him for your miracle. Praise Him for it. Thank you, Lord, for these mighty miracles. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, Lord. We call those miracles into being. We believe for their conception tonight. Now, in the days that lie ahead, water, water the little embryo in prayer and faith. Keep declaring in faith. Keep praying. Keep thanking God for your miracle. Keep watering it. Keep watering it until it flows toward you, until you get a birth. And when you do, let the office know what's happened. Share it with others that that, that others can be testified. We're just going to sing a song as we hand back to Pastor Sam. Thanks, team. Just lead us in something. That'll be great. God bless you. to bring new life to a shattered humanity.
amazing word. What an amazing word tonight. You know, such such understanding and, and yet faith releasing. I just really want to encourage you to go home knowing, knowing that it's on its way. If you haven't received it already, knowing that it's coming. It's coming down the river. I mean, honestly, that is, that is such an amazing word tonight that as Christians, we need to understand. We need to grab hold of it and not lose faith and keep holding on. And, and unfortunately, the truth is we're not going to know how long it's going to take. Oh, I think that's just so powerful. And maybe tomorrow and maybe next week. Unfortunately for some of us, it may be a years from now, but it's on its way. Go home tonight knowing, knowing that it's on its way. Wow, we're in for a, a great week, church. Go and walk in the power of God. Hopefully we'll see you on Thursday night. Let's give it up for David and Greta again. They what an amazing, amazing night. Well, if you don't have to, why don't you stay around, spend some time with the family. Otherwise, we'll see you during the week sometime. Bless you all.